0: What's up, asymmetry listeners? How y'all doing? Now, if you heard part one of the David Nows Poollian Olives podcast, you are very clear that we were not finished. And in fact, that conversation was so involved we decided to break it up into two parts. And in part two, we're gonna dive deep into where this whole notion of the Pool and Olive starts to play out in the grander scheme of global ancient tree conservation, preservation. And a continued expansion of the understanding of nutrient balancing and how this dovetails with the current trajectory of climate and the world and ways that we can hopefully start to have hope and optimism around our capacity to change the course and the trajectory of things. Uh, an unbelievable experience that continues to gain traction and momentum thanks to your support. And if we're going to find a solution, we need a little bit more help from you. Visit bonesimari.com, click on the donate button in the upper right-hand corner and learn about the Pooley and Olives project and how you can contribute and be a part of the solution. But for now, sit back, relax. David Now's part two, everybody. I'm a very curious person. I tend to be, you know, fair, fair when I'm in, I'm really in you know and when we started uh when i realized that the chemical way was not going to be the way to cultivate healthy bonsai over the long term right i recognized that very early when i started Mirai. japan leans heavily on chemicals more power to them right that is that's how that that's how that has worked for them we have different issues we have different species we have different weather we have uh, had unexplainable and uncontrollable problems in the Pacific Northwest cultivating certain trees, right? And, you know, we looked at the compost extract methodology. We looked at Dr. Ingham's soiled food web as a building block. It's a part of this whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. But that wasn't the singular solution. And, and, like, through these, like, very highly motivated scenarios, like— uh, you know, these have become topics of conversation via Mariah of how to cultivate bonsai. But when we found apical and we started testing, it was the first time that there was a dramatic shift in the positive direction and it has continued. Like you say, you don't know where it breaks. We have continued now over two and a half years to apply this and things have just continued to get better and better and better. And so, you know, when, when, when we, when I think about this on a grand scale, you know, I look at my master Masahiko Kimura, who's like a once in a four generation talent. And he came along and he, you know, really advanced and modernized, uh, an art form in bonsai that started, you know, back in 1100 AD, 700 uh, AD in China, 1100 AD and moved to Japan and became bonsai. And, you know, it sort of had these ebbs and flows and big ebbs and flows of change, but nothing like what he implemented into this art form. You say, what allowed him to have that impact is lifetime, right? That moment in history with that skill set, that mentality, Mm -hmm. those confluences of energy, boom. You look at John Anthony West, who was a Egyptologist. He completely reinterpreted the hieroglyphs based on and piggybacking on the research of a French Egyptologist from like the 30s or 40s and completely retold or or largely modified and modernized the story of Egypt to recognize that Egypt just stood on the shoulders of other cultures, right? Completely, mm-hmm. how does yeah. John Anthony West reinterpret the hieroglyphs? Everybody is everybody's looking at these drawings and trying to interpret this language, and he's able to reinterpret it, and it unlocks this tremendous story. I do look at you as somebody... The right time, the right place, the right confluence of energy, the right skill set that you have, the right mentality, experiences in life, you're coming at this and you really do see this system differently than anybody else. And I mean to tell you, when I was trying to figure out how to get away from chemicals, I talked to everybody, like everybody. And I'm talking everybody in North America, everybody, everybody uh, in any circumstance where they could understand what the heck I was trying to communicate across the globe. You were the only person that brought the information that you brought and you're the only person that brought the has brought the results through your methodology that you brought. So, you know, because of my enthusiasm, sometimes I can get ahead of myself. But as far as this solution to agronomical issues or horticultural issues, I don't know another solution anymore. And 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 that's really encouraging for me because I'm also super OCD, and I really like for things to be organized, and I like to know that I'm headed in the right direction, and I have no doubt. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gone through what I went through to get us to Italy to take a yeah. look at that situation. Yeah, you yeah. know, So like for everybody listening and and the enthusiasm that I bring to different solutions, trying to find a solution, I feel like we have found a solution, which to you, it's nature, and I appreciate you giving credit, but I do think that you deserve a little bit of credibility.
1: I'm always going to pass the buck because, you know, um, you guys were faced with a aggressive situation more from a, um, from an operational standpoint. And you guys rose to the challenge, like I said, right? So in other words, the aggressive nature within which you attacked the, the, what you were trying to accomplish, right? That aggressive nature was, was the response that was, was needed. It was needed. Right. And yeah. so, so, you know, we, we see apical as, as, you know, it's like a, it's a super highway to nature, right. Back to nature through science and, and anybody that really wants to, you can access it. Um, you know, we'll do the best we can to, to, to facilitate the process, but that's really what we're doing is, is facilitating that, that, you know, that, restoration restorative restorative process but I
0: you're guess. interpreting it different than anybody else and i think that's why well, you yeah. get you know one of the big issues I like to read <laughs> yeah fair enough and and you do a lot of a lot of research about all of these things right scholarly articles you're looking sure. at all the information you can possibly accumulate looking for the holes looking for the gaps that's what i'm saying yeah connecting the dots is is you know that's a big so with at apical
1: like we weren't satisfied with just starting a lab, right? Like I, the lab was actually the last thing I did, right? I, I, you know, I did a certain degree of crop input sales, and and a substantial amount of of consulting, you know, data driven consulting based on soil analysis, long before we started the lab, you know, for a handful five six years or something. And it it wasn't until the that you that you took all three of those together, right? And I think this is a key piece. Also, and I, I talk about this a lot when I go in and speak at conferences and stuff, is there's there's uh, a game of telephone, so to speak, that's being played agronomically. So the lab sees, you know, the lab is trying to, you know, develop replicatable protocols. That's great, right? That's admirable, right? You want to have a good lab that's 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 tight and so on and so forth. But if those lab protocols don't give you the results in the field, they need to be changed, mm-hmm. right? And so, like that was where I came from: was like, "Hey, we're not getting the results we want out here in the field." You know, i, I mean, truth be told, I—I I like working with the plants more than anything else, right? Yeah. So, so, so I—I I traced the problem clear back to the to the to the in, you know insufficient detail in laboratory analysis, and then we got really started, right? But there was some in, in that whole process of like chasing my own footsteps back like i I had to you know on you know to sort of deconstruct where the where the gaps were and then start to rebuild the whole thing from scratch with you know connecting the dots and and that was just to get started right so like once we got started and we started to collect data that data holy cow like that you had to piece all those pieces together yeah you know yeah And, and you know and then connecting that with what's happening academically what's happening in the field Mm -hmm. and being able to see that whole landscape is definitely the, that is something that is unique to Apical. And so, you know, um, um, you know, to our, you know, to the team's credit at Apical, I think there's, um, there's, there is something that's gained by that vertical integration for sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, the skepticism that, you encounter so much, you know? And I think the skepticism that drives James absolutely through the roof. Sure. And it's like... It, it, it used to drive me through the roof too. I've
1: just learned to handle it, I think. Yeah. A of years. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't, you know, you were insistent if you were going to Italy that you not encounter a sort of a firewall, right? Because it's uh, like, yeah. it, why would you waste the time to go? Sure. You're a busy guy. Sure. You got people that are listening to you. Why would you go try to convince somebody who's not going to listen? I, I totally respected that. But like, um, you do see the skepticism of this approach because it isn't the silver bullet approach that we've become so accustomed to in modern culture. I mean, it is really a shift of mentality. And as we were looking at Puglia and recognizing what it would take, and then, you know, in my mind, I started extrapolating that to to the state of Florida and the citrus greening issue or to the state of California and the state of the Central Valley and what you're saying about the Willamette Valley and, and sort of like these areas that are having these problems. And it's like, wow, this is like a wholesale... This is like a wholesale shift or needs to be a wholesale shift because what created this population through the capturing of atmospheric Correct. nitrogen and the yes. use of herbicides and yes. insecticides is not going to sustain this population. Right. So it's like, okay, well, this did this. You can't just lean on that because it's less and less effective with more and more problems that are less and less resolvable. So now we've got to enter the next phase of evolution of our right. mentality. Yep. As advanced organisms, sure. which is we've got to get back to what got us started, right? Yeah, that's
1: why we're we, you know, we don't really have any other terminology to describe it than the new paradigm of crop nutrition. Like it just ha- it always circles back to that phrase. Unfortunately, it sounds redundant, but it's it's the only way that we're uh, uh, seeing that that's capable of responding to these challenges that are that are existing as in nature is to go back to understanding nature and work with whatever you want to call it, human-assisted nature or yeah. in in cooperation with nature to influence. We're already
0: human. It's already human-assisted yeah, nature. Yeah, We've already altered things. It's not, not very good. <laughs> well, and this is, but this yeah. is the, the, I think like, and I'm kicking a dead horse here, but I'm doing it for a reason because there are so many angles that you can be skeptical, you know, and then you come into the next one and you say, okay, well, it's really uh, romantic and idyllic to say we're going to go back to nature, but with global warming and climate right. change and all of these like punch words of how we try and understand whether you know humans induced, human uh, ex- accelerated uh, natural course doesn't matter. State of the 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 globe that we live on that that sustains all of us is shifting. And that shift is causing problems. So how can you go backwards to some, you know, utopic concept? And in all actuality, the way that I see it is, okay, you're dealing with uh, a a saltier and saltier world. You know, we looked at these articles. I don't know if you believe the literature that you read about the world getting saltier, but, but there is an undeniable lowering of the quality of fresh water across the globe it's not getting water's not getting cleaner air's not getting pure you know uh the ground is is not getting less salty let's just be really clear about that so to say we're gonna go back to a less chemically dependent more sort of nature driven uh through scientific methodology through what we've learned you know it's like it's important for people to understand that that may be the only path to combating climate change and conditions that would it could and, and, and would and could and can foreseeably cause the extinction of the human race. To think that we're no, I pretty heavy stuff. Listen, yeah. I hey, yeah. I'm also talking about the peninsula of Puglia being the poster child oh, of I get regenerative I get agriculture. Yeah. Cause you could see that peninsula. It's a manageable enough landmass if you got everybody on board and you saw the condition, the economic condition, the disparity that's there if you saw the environmental condition, the death of the forest, to the regeneration of the forest, to the replenishment of the agricultural-based existence that is the foundation of that place, you would have no better test subject to say, look at this, how can you deny this, right? That's where I, but like, I, I was listening to some researchers talking about, look, you know, extinction of megafauna, megaflora, like." These things happen. They've happened on Earth multiple times. Like who knows what led to that happening, right? Obviously, these big cataclysmic events and history's yeah, been. I mean, I rewritten. prefer not to be that fatalistic. That's fine. No, know, that's I, not I, my I I I that's fine. Not, not I'm intention, not being that you know, fatalistic. I, no, 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 no. I I just you know Don't get it, don't get it twisted. I'm not being that fatalistic. I'm saying I think that there are solutions. For sure. We don't have to sit here because I think a lot of the dialogue now is that we're kind of fucked. And I well, don't. I, think I, we're I don't only think fucked that if we let ourselves, be, yeah, yeah. But how do you how do you, how do you not let yourself be fucked? What what we're saying is you, there's a tangible solution that right. I would like to see if it plays out on a macro scale, and that's Puglia. And yeah, that's Puglia. Yeah. In my mind, it's the perfect. It's the cultivated landscape. You had success for thousands of years, and then the agronomical approach changed, right? And things have de, ha, have deteriorated. So can you then once again change the agricultural approach and does it go a different direction? And your argument would be yes. My experience and my argument would be yes. I would like to see that happen because if it doesn't, that place is all of those trees are going to die. The economy, the culture, and everything else is going with it. And what do you do with that place after all those olive trees die? It's going to be a fucking desert. Well, the, yeah, I mean, the olive production will get shipped,
1: you know, sort of exported somewhere else. Yeah, where's it going to go? Spain and you know, Portugal you, experienced sure. almost,
0: almost exactly. cut in half. Well, I mean, they are the talking past two about, years. you know,
1: ramping up production in California, for instance. But they're te- uh, listen, but, I'm telling you, but, there's but, you olive you know, trees out matter, there because really. they're tearing
0: out the orchards there too.
1: Yeah, sure. And and, and again, like, you know, the, answer, the question, though, still remains is why? are we not focused on optimizing the health of the plants that that we depend on totally and 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 so i think once we start questioning our 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 thought process process and and make that subtle shift from like oh well we need to protect everything because we want to grow the best one of all time right like we want to grow the best olives of all time or the best pumpkins or the best you know apples or almonds or walnuts or whatever and so we need to protect them from from the in, the insects or the disease or whatever but the plant actually can protect itself way better than we can if we if we encourage the plant to do so and provide it with the means by which to do that and so you know f- there's been tremendous research that's done around plants ability to fend off insects and disease broadly It's just, there's, there's some disconnects again within the scientific community, I would say broadly. So botany research versus agronomic research versus, versus in-field experience, you know, things that work in a lab don't work in the field. And, and, and I think they've probably experienced a significant amount of that. Right. And, 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 you know, back to like the, you know, how you have this game of telephone it's happening and it, it, you know the the fidelity needs to go from you know whatever you want to call it the 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 telegram clear up to you know voice over ip right like you know we need to get we need to move that up into the next generation and we're never going to do that with inputs um tech you know analysis protocols techniques thought patterns that are 30 40 years old at yeah. this point we have to update right and and this is this is i think the the challenge for you know, if I had to, to, to speak to, you know, one of, you know, people in that community is like, there's tools there. Those have to be embraced in order to, to, to update for the next, you know, however many years that, that you want to continue. And the, that one paradigm that lasted for the last 50 years is, is kind of, you know, it's on its way out, whether we agree or not, the insects are, are telling us it's, it's on its way out.
0: I mean so the 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 insects the plants their disease susceptibility there was like a major turning point for me when you said maybe the xylella is actually trying to protect the plant <laughs> that 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 and I understand like for some people they might be like get the fuck out of here you know like at that point yeah, but yeah. but and and even to say like the insect is helping the plant right the insect is relieving the plant of a toxicity. The insect is being called to the plant to relieve a pressure, <sighs> yeah. right? Or a pathogen is is actually performing a task that is consuming toxicity that would otherwise kill the plant, right? And 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 I really started thinking about it in regards to phomopsis, juniper tip blight on the junipers, and then seeing the sap test and recognizing we did have an aluminum, aluminum issue, as does anybody in bonsai if they're using akadama. Under certain water pH values and 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 mm-hmm. and nutritional yeah. additives, right? And so it's like, oh wow, okay. I just I just saw some tests today from somebody completely independent of Mirai that's testing with Apical now, doing bonsai manganese sky high through the roof, aluminum sky high through the roof. It's a universality of of bonsai, right? And so it's like, um, the the notion that Phomopsis was actually potentially protecting the juniper you know the juniper was was maybe a stretch but also made sense to me and it was well, a w- different yeah. way of thinking of it
1: so so in scientific terminology they call that autophagy right so the plant is is concentrating and it's unwanted nutrients into a portion of its self that that it's then going to discard right it's like when we have dead skin cells and they flake off of us it's it's our our own cells you know, basically shedding, like when a snake sheds its skin. Yeah. So, you know, taking that one step further, well, what if the whole plant goes into autophagy? Like the plant is literally trying to ev- to do everything it can to down-regulate the toxins that it's experiencing. And mm-hmm. so, you know, at that point, it's just like, well, what is the toxin? You know, in this case, in the in the recent sap test that you were looking at, it sounds like it was an aluminum issue. You know, this manifests across all kinds of different species, and that's been the commonality at Apical, and this is why we're out on this big limb scientifically, saying like, "Look, we've we're we're physically tracking autophagy through the plant's life cycle, mm-hmm. and we can show you when it starts, when it stops, how it how to what degree it's here, when it's going to predict when it's going to show up mm-hmm. um, through the mineralogy of the of the plant, and mm-hmm. and that's I think." you know, this this minerals drive biology concept has been lost totally, right? And 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 the importance of carbon was lost. So like those two key things were basically thrown to the wayside, you know, 60, 70 years ago. Well, now it's like, we have to get back to those, that piece. And, you know, it's like, I mean, my mom is, you know, she's a very, she's, you know, she's been on uh, award-winning garden shows and things like that over the years. And a lot part of where I got my green thumb But, you know, she always says, like, you know, it all works together for good, right? Well, well, do okay, you know, but, you know, it all works together except except psyllids, except xylella, except, you know, rostem girdler or or aphids or, you know, or whatever the, the, the insect or disease is. It's like, no. In fact, these are the plant's own mechanisms. There's, you know, nature's not making a mistake. It's not some sort of accident. That that these insects are showing up, they're mm-hmm. there to relieve stress, mm-hmm. and when the stress is less, like this is the kind of the key thing that we see in, in ag systems, right? When you start to regenerate an ag an ag scale system, like you'll start to relieve stress off the plant, uh, like the crop that you're cultivating, and then immediately what you'll see is predators come in, right? So predators to that to the to the to the pest insect show up immediately, like within a mat. I've seen it happen you know probably a hundred times over the course of the last you know six or seven years where it literally happens in a matter of a couple of weeks you know aphids ladybugs right when the you know aphids plants under stress aphids show up um you know some sort of treatment protocol goes out and all of a sudden ladybugs are there and they're chomping on aphids going crazy well you take that you know next week and maybe a similar treatment now even a higher level species lace wings or or dragonflies or you know so all of a sudden you know instead of um that susceptibility being within your plant you transfer that susceptibility back to the insect right and it's just boom like that so right. that's that's a really but we've got to frame the thought process appropriately Yeah. Right? we have and we can't we'll never do it if like you know the psyllids on every you know centerfold of the hate mail. <laughs>
0: this is the enemy, yeah, enemy yeah. number we'll never one. Get there, like, this is the target. May, maybe it is kill, right. Kill, like, kill, kill. Mean, I'm sure,
1: like we all have political enemies or whatever, people we don't like, or you know, some sports team, you, you know, quarterback that we don't like or whatever it might yeah. be. Yeah. But um, uh, you know, like we're supposed to learn from them, right? Like you know, I know that a lot of scriptures and things like that say, learn from your enemies and. And try to try to embody the best of their of their worsts, right? Um, and so, if you can transfer that susceptibility back to the insect, that all of a sudden that's a key thing. And now you got predators, right? Because mm-hmm. you changed the ground cover, yeah. And so you've taken away this food source, right? Like you've you've invited them in, you know. You've invited these the the you know the 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 Vikings to battle, but now you've taken away their food source what's going to happen. And now they're getting attacked, right? Your chances of, of, of success in that and the, battle. And it's not better. even that
0: tasty anymore anyways. Right. Like they don't even, like what they came to eat isn't even that, that, uh, satiating.
1: Right. Well, it, it, they're, or they're eating tons of it and they're not getting, and they're not getting full, oh, you know, uh-huh. or they're not getting the nutrition sure. that they need to, to replicate and create new, <sighs> new homes. So, you know, it gets into this, um, yeah, this plant positive approach, you know years ago, I mean I I can't say like but uh how many times I experienced this as a, as a as a farmer and as a grower where oh you know I okay like there's a couple of beetles out there on my on my cucumbers or my squash, ah, they're kind of eating it stuff. You know, oh I'm going to go kill them, right? I'm going to go kill them. And then the pest gets worse. Right? Like I saw that a bunch of times and then the next thing you know, something else goes out of balance and then something else goes out of balance and so forth. Like if, you know, in years ago, like, I mean, if I could go back in time and talk to myself, you know, 15 or 20 years ago, I'd say, look, you know, you know, get a sap test or like start working on this because like, you know, it'll revolutionize everything you think about, about how you can manage this problem. Cause I wanted to implement pan- plant positive approaches, but I didn't know what those were or yeah, how to sure. or how to do it or, or how to diagnose, um, precisely what the plant needs in what amount, in which place of the, what organ and so on and so forth, which mm-hmm you know we we do have this the the capability to do now and so it's like well okay now we can go to battle with as many tools in the toolkit as we can identify really and put them all in their in their correct place and use them in a coordinated fashion in a plant positive way and so our so our you know our best offense becomes the strong defense um yeah
0: or your best defense becomes strong offense. I yeah. suppose you could look yeah. at it. Yeah, 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 at, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it. interesting. I mean, because now you and I have spent enough time talking together. Uh, limited talks on podcasts, right? We podcasted once, and then yeah. you, and then and then you did the nutrient lecture for us. But you know, now we've been to Italy, which I feel like makes us virtually uh, blood brothers yeah, because uh, sure. we 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 shared in the uh, the, the the wines of Puglia, Both wine, and, uh-huh, bread and the, the and, food of yeah, Puglia. Yeah, yeah, right. And and we also saw the devastation of Puglia, uh, and sure. and I think we share the optimism, you know, that we can change things. So yeah it, i mean
1: i think you know it's it's to this to the extent which protocols appropriate protocols can be implemented i do think there's hope yeah. um i you know there may be specific situations where that's challenging because it's a remote location or there's no water nearby or there's the water that's nearby is contaminated all that stuff can be worked through but it, it takes effort it takes manpower it takes dedicated individuals it takes you know a, the smallest doesn't even really take a lot of faith right like a little bit of faith to go pull a leaf and soil sample. And then like, look at the data it a little smack you right in the face. Like we've you've, as you've yeah. known, you see what, what it does. And, and once you have the data, it's just, you know, that's where people really oftentimes like they're going to be skeptical. Like we don't believe that data. It's like, okay, well, what part of that data do you not believe? Like, do you not believe that we just, you know, identify that we have a target range of X, Y, or Z for this crop? that you're 10X on, right? Like you're 10X your chlorides, you're 10X your aluminum or something like that, that mm-hmm. maybe we should like reduce that. You know, it's not a huge deal. Like we don't yeah. look at it as anything revolutionary. It's just, you know, because we've been working with these toolkits for such a long time, they come second nature to us and the capabilities come second nature. Whereas other people that are new to the new to the party, you know, they're like, what? You can do what?
0: Yeah. And, and so- that's Even, yeah. even wait, cl- high chlorides an issue?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, What's chloride? Totally, plants this can is, uptake that. This is
0: exactly it. This is why, you know, when you're sitting here speaking rudimentary uh, apical language, you know, by telling us what each nutrient does inside the plant, I, I just, I again have to repeat that I went to horticulture school. I, I took know. all. I took all the courses. I, I didn't yeah. learn that shit, you yeah, know. Yeah, and yeah. and I and I'm assuming things are evolving on an academic level at a university and institutional level. But what we saw when we were in Italy is that it is still not as malleable and capable of keeping up with the times as, as private, as, as private. No, it's not. Or, you know, much more agile forms of innovation. Right. And so then it's like, okay, well then on these grand scales, institutions have to collaborate. And then what does that collaboration look like? And like, are, are the, are people, but you know, the institution to 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 the credit of Puglia, I think the farmers are following the following the institutional knowledge. For sure. They're being yeah. they're doing what they're told to do. Mm-hmm. It's it's making things worse. And it's not the fault of the institution. It is to say there are more modern tools that are capable of supplying information. Yeah. I, I think everybody's intentions are the same. Like, hey, we can't lose our livelihood and we don't want to lose our, our our cultural heritage here. Yeah. You know, so then it's just like, how do you um how do you combat the 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 various inputs that are trying to offer similar you know not similar but offer differing solutions to the same problem well, if they've
1: all failed then <laughs> that's know, where it seems obvious you know, to I me mean, that's I where my hope hate is to, Hate to say it but like i mean like we're happy to to engage in any sort of field trial or any sort of remediative work that a, you know an individual or or a group of individuals or or organization might want to do like mm-hmm. that's that's the thing about Apical. Like we, you know, we have ev- you know everything from, you know, two garden beds in the backyard of Kentucky to some of the biggest farms, you, you know, in the world, uh, testing and doing you yeah. know remediation protocols with us.
0: So we're open. Um, you're handcuffed. You, you're handcuff- how you are you sh- slightly handcuffed, though. I, I, oh yeah, I for did sure. For you sure. can't. You yeah, can't yeah. talk about a lot of the great successes that you've had. I mean, you can't. You can't use the kind of. S- size and scaled successes that you've had we do to tell try to people, keep right? people's data
1: confidential right uh,
0: that's a that's a huge piece to the puzzle like i we
1: you know there's a lot of people um of customers of ours that were extremely um serious about like don't tell our competitors about this or like you know had to sign short-term non-competes or you know what have you with certain growers over the years because they. They wanted to gain a leg up on a particular market. And I've seen that happen. I've seen guys do it to the tune of millions. Um, But, you know, we have confidentiality policies, both around straight data, um, as well as just, you know, our general consulting. Like people, uh, you know, I also don't like to advertise for somebody if they don't want to be, I don't like to make somebody else into an advertisement. Yeah, of course. It just doesn't, it's not my intention here. It's, It's like, we want to create business success. Yeah. And, and whatever that means for, for that individual operation, whether it's a two, two, two garden bed operation or a large one. Um, And so, yeah, no, we, we don't tell a lot of the stories and there's hundreds upon hundreds of stories that aren't being told um, that, that are, that are locked away in our database. And to, for better or for worse, that has to be the situation um, unless we, you know people say hey we we were successful at apical we're trying to make a way that they can do that a little bit more um, yeah I, uh, readily available but,
0: i mean i i'm i you know i'm glad that w- that we have had the very small platform that we have to distribute the information that we've learned from you yeah, across the boneside community that, yeah, you know yeah, spirit, yeah but yeah, yeah. but like through all of this and and you and i working together more closely i just realized there's a lot of people that are using Apical that, for whatever personal or, or professional reason, can't have their associates and in relatable industry know that they're working with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there's there's certain things that when we you know tell an anecdotal story, it, you know, it it, it just. You know, people like uh, um, almost short circuit briefly in in presentations and and one on one meetings that I when I when I have them with people when I say certain things just sort of offhandedly, like you said, um, because they're anecdotal success stories that that I I sort of anonymize and just use broadly um, just to illustrate the capabilities that they can have when they access the tech. Um, but yeah, it's it's a tricky line to walk between providing. A service that's uh, extremely professional and confidential that that our growers can have um, uh, confidence in, mm-hmm. um, versus like, oh well, you know, broadcasting it on Instagram that you know we did X, Y, or Z, and here was the rate, and here was the timing, and here was the protocol, and you know, like, if somebody said that about me, and I was in competition with somebody locally. And now all of a sudden, you know, I, I spent, you know, maybe thousands of dollars or, you know, hundreds of hours trying to get that success. And I went, you know, and my consultant went and advertised that and used it to, to strengthen my competitors. I'd be pissed. Oh, for sure. I'd be
0: super for pissed. Sure.
1: And, I, and, and you know what, I wouldn't probably want to work with those guys anymore. And so, you know, we, we are, we really try take our, our data confidentiality policy serious, seriously seriously. Yeah. And we try to let people share the data with who they want to and not who they don't. And
0: Well, and it's a little bit, but what I'm saying is it's very upstanding. Uh, and it's also a little bit limiting for you.
1: For sure. For sure. You know, I yeah, it's, you know. Oh, you made that I, choice. Would be great to, and I respect it would be great. that choice. Yeah, I mean, it would be great to, you know, potentially go on Oprah or something and, you know, tell everybody, uh, you know, some of the success stories that we've had and take, you know, 10 of our growers and agronomists on stage and just have them just do it, do a, you know a you know a, a whatever a, a testimonial, yeah, I mean, it would be fantastic, but I think there's a lot of people that they're like, "Oh, Apical's are on our side. <laughs> we want to keep them on our side, yeah. not their competitors yeah side. of and, course and and it works again, you know works both for and against the business, I think um because we have extremely loyal following of people that have had success, um but we also have a like you said, a tremendous amount of skepticism, and rightly so, I mean, the claims are just. Can't make any bigger claims in certain cases, right? And, but again, it's not me making the claim or a company or a product or a, you know, we're we're saying nature has infinite potential. We're helping you tap into it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty badass. So, I mean, how do you how do you now? propose tackling this issue in Italy because uh, that's still you know uh, these tangential It'll give us the worst trees <laughs> yeah right no I, I I mean and it seemed like they were willing to give us the worst trees yeah. right they were like yeah it's we haven't seen anybody be able to fix this yeah you try that's more that's more or less what I took whether it was a silent communication yeah. or whether that was what I wanted right, to hear right, right, right? right which is probably what I wanted to hear
1: well I mean if we could show one tree. Some degree of rejuvenation that they can scientifically analyze through their PCR, and then like a, you know, a first step would be show a decline in the in the quantitation of of xylella in the you know in the, in the plant. That would be the first step, and then second step would be to take a plant that's infected and turn it into non-infected. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, you should well, I mean it's not it's not going to be um, it'll be interlinked um, with the visual performance of the plant regeneratively, uh, should, so like, if you can do one or two of those things, the second one being the, the, the harder of the two, the first one I think is reasonable and they already have some, they've already seen shades of this, but you have to hammer down on the protocols and, and make them more robust and use better inputs and, and so forth to, to really get there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, you could stay, small of an experiment design is one maybe two trees side by side comparison this is on un, untreated we'll watch the decline go you know for better for worse and then treat this one tree next to it mm-hmm. differently under the under those protocols so
0: um well you have a whole region that's in decline so they side by side protocol it's not really an issue <laughs> it's we treated these trees with this shit and it worked yeah right here's here's a noticeable change uh And I do remember you saying like fall and winter when a plant detoxes. So when I think about this right now, is a pivotal, pivotal importance.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so there's there's regulatory uh, complications between the United States and the EU related to crop inputs. So that's a that's a that's a hurdle. Um, There's the analytical um, uh, testing. That's a hurdle. Mm -hmm. Um, There's the communication. Uh, barrier which is reasonable but um many kudos to our, our dear thank friend you Mo- thank yeah. you melissa Dodo. big shout out to, uh, you, you, to our friend melissa you you, you have
0: been the the uh, the the, the uh, sa- saving angel the, yeah. of the pooling yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it comes to pass she, yeah. she deserves
1: a a, a major uh, role in that in that uh,
0: i'm gonna go ahead that. and assume it's gonna work my my bigger well, you know that puts a lot of pressure on you that's totally fine what what are we worse off by not trying? Absolutely not. No. So like, and no, if we I didn't believe it would yeah. work, then it doesn't make sense to go through this effort. Because I've seen it work, I feel very confident that 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 now that you've been there, now that you've seen it, if we can reduce these impediments, the system would work, right? So then it's like, all right, yeah, David, you have
1: to have people that are dedicated to put out the the appropriate. But first, we've know, got to show rates.
0: response, and you and I, I think, understand. That if we can get past these hurdles that are in the way right now, mm-hmm. going back to Italy and treating some of the worst trees would be, in my mind, the next step. Yeah, I mean, if we have to
1: go and treat the trees ourselves, I mean, that's fine. Um, I'm open to that. Uh, I shouldn't, you know. I think even just a one shot, you know, uh, do some sort of deep, uh, you know, deep soil work um, um, with some inoculation and then some some trunk sprays with. Um, some appropriate detoxification, you know, but again, I mean, it would be really helpful if there was some good solid data um, behind that. But um, I think even without those two data points, it's safe to say that there's probably been both carbon and silicon depletion in those soils uh, for one reason or another. And, And so you can kind of start there. And then there's some nuanced micronutrient stuff, which we might be able to kind of work with their team to unlock, even if it's not as precise as what we're used to dealing with. So, you know, I think can you hammer out a basic protocol without getting, you know, too far in over your head? I think yeah. Um uh um is it going to be the, you know, enough to save the whole block or the whole region? Definitely not. Like it's going to take a massive effort um culturally for them to really make some change. Yeah, frankly. of course. That's 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 ultimately what it will take. But can you save an individual tree most likely? Can you save an individual block and turn it around or prevent it for, prevent the spread? I would say I would I would give that that chance of success at significantly high if if the other pieces are in place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um so yeah I think there's there's opportunity. It's, it will take effort. Um there has to be, you know, there's always has to be people that can do that effort. Mm-hmm. And so you know you know who those people are will be pivotal in the process. Yeah. Um and you know are there people within the Italian government that can, you know, that can facilitate the identification of inputs or bring in the inputs that we typically are used to working with that we know will work um are there counterparts that we can identify over there maybe i mm-hmm. don't know mm-hmm. um i know that there's a couple of microbes i've already identified that are readily available over there that would contribute to a pro to a to to some plant performance they're not they're just maybe two out of you know 20 things that have crossed my mind um that would be needed in order to make the plant move quickly mm-hmm. um but you know they're there so that's a start yep um there's you know you can access they have great in- crop inputs supposedly in europe if they're used properly so i think there's there's ways that you can work through it mm-hmm. um but it will take take some definitely take some doing it's gonna take
0: some doing. oh yeah. 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 yeah 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 i think it's really interesting that a bonsai community has sort of rallied together to to uh it just, it's just like, I, I think it, it gives bonsai purpose, honestly. Like it's, it, it could be considered a vanity based or an economic based art form. And uh, this is really, once we started this, I started recognizing, like I, I thought bonsai could help people connect to nature in the very beginning. Like that was undeniable. You know, there's a nostalgia, there's like a, this, like micro illustration of how we impact the natural environment that a bonsai illustrates. And it's an undeniable awareness factor for anybody that gets into bonsai. But I don't, I don't know, when I first heard of Xylella, I thought, gosh, bonsai, you could inoculate bonsai with Xylella. You could use the bonsai tree on a micro scale to process through and see if you could fix this issue. Now I'm recognizing, you know, the community, there's like the the strength of this community has largely funded this project for us. I mean, they took you and I to Italy, to see if absolutely right. Thank you and, very much. And, it was
1: a uh, incredible experience.
0: Yeah, yeah. and and I, I I think the community will contri- continue to believe in this because I think a lot of the community are using Apical now and seeing their trees turn around. Uh, I think a lot of the community through their relationship with Bonesite cares, you know, on a grand scale about how this all goes down. Like ancient trees are the epicenter of what we do, and so uh, it is encouraging and it gives me a lot of hope that the general trend is not yep, world's melting down and we're all going down in flames with it. It's like, I really see Puglia as the first step in changing and reframing. Well, we can melt
1: it down if we want. We can like, you know, like, let's hit the gas pedal. Let's just do, let's just get it, you know, let's just all die. Totally, right? like, yeah. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, and that's what I'm saying is like, I needed a little bit of hope because if you look at the news, sure. you read You read anything about the world and the state of uh, the forest, the natural environment, et cetera, it is not good. It's well, what not is good? the
1: symbol of peace, right? It's the olive branch. Right? I
0: know. They, exactly, exactly. It is the historical marker of human relationship yeah. with the land uh, from the very beginning. It's the thing that is being destroyed in Israel right now yeah, as a mechanism profound, of war. Really. It's yeah. the it's the it is the most durable plant on earth that we know of when collaborating with human beings. You know, the bristlecone pines, they're not collaborating. The giant sequoia, they're being forced to collaborate. They don't like it. The coastal redwoods, collaboration is the worst thing that they could experience. The olive, it has lived in collaboration for the duration of its time on Puglia. It is the starting point for rebuilding things. It really is. No one's
1: thinking, you know, like, let's grow the best olives all the time, all the way, right? Like, let's develop this plant-positive approach where, you know, I mean, like, you know it's i know it's kind of cliche but like you've seen that movie avatar like the way that they treated nature in that movie i I mean i know that it's you know it's hollywood and this and that but the reverence that they had for for the nature i think we've lost that and maybe that's a piece to why there is species decline globally yeah and 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 maybe it takes uh you know some type of project to re-inspire that that collaboration because you know from my own personal journey that I've had with, with nature and, you know, and how nature has helped, um, helped me way more than I've helped nature. You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. so that's, I mean, that's a really profound thing to to consider. And I think that, you know, I would, I would encourage anybody that's, that's, you know, in a situation where they have, you know, nature that's like causing them a problem, like, Oh, I don't like spiders or I don't like, you know, I don't like the, the, the mice or I don't like the, the squirrels or whatever, you know when we approach it with this sort of like you know non-peace mentality not necessarily warlike mentality mm-hmm. but a non-peace mentality I do think that there's um it sets up a uh maybe a bit of a butterfly effect
0: that we're not aware of yeah 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 it's interesting if anybody could have heard the conversation between 3 a.m and 9 a.m that you and I had and route from <laughs> Puglia to Rome Ooh, that was a good one uh, yeah they would understand so much more about your approach but um but it's legit, man, and it's super cool. And I I, I am gonna continue moving forward with optimism because I have no reason to believe that this isn't something that can be reconciled, you know, and uh and I do appreciate the community's response and and uh contributions and I think it's I, I think it's gonna continue to grow and expand because there really is hope and there really is a solution, I do believe. I think
1: you know, again, like nature's nature's benefits are infinite if you can tap into them. And and I do truly believe that, like even at the intracellular level, right? Like that like that spark of life that's in those trees is still there.
0: Still there. It's still there. Yeah.
1: And so like, you know, I mean, if you're going to make a fire, right? Like you have a little spark, a tiny little fire going. It's maybe it's about to go out. It's raining around. Like let's create the environment for that spark to grow. Mm-hmm. and And we're not going to do it Certainly, by trying to kill everything in sight. Certainly not. What we can do theoretically, though, is maybe take away the food sources of the pests and provide the food sources to the the plant, and and maybe that's a place to start. Yeah, you know. Yeah. and 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 maybe it's not. Maybe it fails. Maybe you know. Maybe the problem is too
0: great, right? I, like I can't, I can't let you backtrack like that. No, no. Nah, I'm just hey. I, 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 I know. Manage expectations. I know. You know right? what I've seen here? I've seen me go global. Uh, saving the planet, and I've seen you go back to the cellular level, and our conversation has expanded and contracted multiple <laughs> times. I totally yeah. appreciate that you don't want to stand here and say, "Listen, we we can save the pool and olives. We can we can correct the course, etc." And I re- and I respect Nourish the spark is what I'm saying. The spark
1: is still there, absolutely,
0: absolutely. It, and that's, you know, and that's, it, what, you, that's what you need.
1: Me. It's not going to be you know I can't do it on my own. You can't do it on your own you know maria or her team they can't do it on their own but if there's you know some way that a project or two can can get off the ground that that takes that fundamental shift as a starting point yeah i think that that's that's where you got to start yeah and, and and then see where it takes you cuz typically it takes us into really really interesting and fun places that mm-hmm. maybe you know we learn from nature and nature learns from us you know we kind of do a give and take and 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 it becomes a really profound and beautiful thing um and so i would i would encourage you know if anybody's listening in italy um to consider that as 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 a starting point for for what's happening over there and you know cuz going on the offensive and just trying to kill everything in sight is obviously not really getting anywhere. And so, like, let's let's throw carbon into a plant that wants carbon,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Or let's take away, you know, salinity from plants that don't like salinity. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's there. It just seems that these are logical um, uh, starting points that may be more more uh, powerful than than we might give them credit for.
0: Yeah. Rock and roll, man. Rock and roll. It's it, It's been a long journey in a very short period of time that you and I have been working together for me to try and wrap my mind around the entire system, right? Like, because it's like, well, why is it going bad now? You know, how has this worked previously and and why has it stopped working? And like, when does it stop working? And why does it stop working? And it's like, but we are seeing on a global level the approach not working, you know? So yeah. any any sort of like... Post World War II, like we can argue all day long. Acce- yeah, things accelerate. Oh, yeah, but, it's
1: still kind of working. Oh, yeah. But I think like, this
0: is—I think this is like a big discussion of Japanese bonsai that I've had with you a ton. Like, how, well, then how do the Japanese have these trees and have these success with you know this heavy chemical and stuff? And I'm sure there's some equations in there, but also, well, if they're still using insects and
1: insecticides and and fungicides, I mean that's that's where the gap is filled. Um,
0: you right. Know, if right. The,
1: if the plants are not accessing carbon insufficient quantities they'll need those pieces right and so and maybe
0: they are accessing quant- carbon somehow you know and like that's a big discussion I, I don't want to get into that because I I think you see insidious creeps that then accumulate over time Correct. to lead to a baseball Absolutely. bat that smacks you in the face yes. like an entire region being killed off Yeah. and why all of a sudden did it jump the 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 you know non-existent barrier. Why did the buffer zone and then beyond the buffer zone suddenly experience not just xylella, but rapid acting xylella, a mutation, right? Right. And it's like, well yeah, because that insidious creep accumulated until you had an exponential explosion. And now there's now now you've got to attack it with the same kind of there does aggression.
1: always seem to be these tipping points within the data. Um, and this isn't something that you and I have really talked a tremendous about amount about because we have been, um, collecting data in, on bonsai for the last couple of years with you. Um, but in crops where we have a large enough data set, um, there's tipping points within the data that we see all the time. Like you get to a certain, you know, a certain soil type hits a certain part per million of of an of uh of you know sodium chloride or aluminum or some combination thereof or maybe it's potassium or whatever but that 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 um ratio of one element to another hits a tipping point, and that's what makes the susceptibility literally flip on like a switch mm-hmm. and you know I can't claim to know what the what the switch is over there, but I do think that though that through through appropriate Data sets and data gathering, you can find where those switches are and w- at what number they switch on at, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think about, right? Like, I mean, I've literally watched blueberries in our local bioregion here at 50 part per million sodium, no aphid pressure. Something happens, you know, people apply some fertilizer or some weather event happens and the sodium level jumps from 50 to 70, and immediately, the aphids show up immediately. Or um there's, you know, we've seen where uh like broccoli plants, for instance, um, you know, literally two feet apart from one another and being being infected by an insect, um, you know, uh aphids or or a cabbage loper or something like that. And you test them five feet away from each other, and one of them has aluminum in it and the other one doesn't. And the aluminum one switched on at at, you know at 17 part per million in the old leaf and 10 in the new and literally that was when 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 that aluminum got to that level the insect was was triggered the insect pressure pressure was triggered so so those tipping points have obviously been reached in the lower regions of 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 italy as that creeps up the up the peninsula I feel like that's probably what's happening. I, why that's the case, I can't say. Yeah, sure. But there's got to be some degree of it's like dominoes, right? Like you reach this tipping point, and boom, all of a sudden the plant's susceptible. Mm-hmm. Like there's a ratios. It's like do not go beyond, right? And this is one of the ten principles of nature. Once those ratios are breached, essentially
0: the the you know the plant becomes susceptible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really. It, it, it's really yeah. It's a lot, but also it's really, it's actually, I I think one of like the, the things that was interesting watching you communicate with the agronomists and the researchers in Italy is like, there was really only one thing to say, you know, it's like, it's like what you say, like toxicities and deficiencies. This is what triggers this issue. Like there's, you can say it uh, so many different times. It seems unfathomable that that could be the cause and you know, seeing seeing the test results of a full scale redwood sample, and then seeing the test results of a small bone size sample, you don't know on that test result what is a small bone size and what is a big redwood because the same ratios exist inside of that small tree and that big tree of the same species. You know, so it's like the scale of Puglia. It's like okay, well, I've tested you know the olive trees that we have at Marai that are bone size subjects, and it's like. I have to believe the tests of the olives in Puglia would look similar based on the way that you've probably, organized the yeah, data. Yeah. And you would see something standing out that would be probably point to the problem. And I think it would be hard to imagine that that large-scale catastrophic pathogen is like on this little test, there's your number, you know, but that's literally what, what it is. Happens all the time. Yeah. It's crazy (laughs) though. It's so crazy. It's really interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what the apical method does for, for, for everybody. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a really strange thing to say. And, and, and again, this is where I've, I mean, I've had to go out on a limb. and take our company with me on this limb professionally because we've gone against the grain for a lot of, uh, you know, against what, what most people think agronomically across the country, if not the globe. Yeah. And so literally like going out there and, and putting ourselves out there and saying, look, we feel that, yeah. Okay. Deficiencies. Everybody's looking to add something, but it's what the plant has that it doesn't want that are causing, you know, most of the problems out there globally. Yeah that's a pretty
0: it's a pretty big statement yeah it's a big <laughs> yeah. statement
1: but but we, you know we have the data within our within the database albeit confidential that really that really illustrates this you know disease no disease insect no insect long-term decline no long-term decline watch the watch the watch the uh the insects start and then leave as 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 the levels go down like all these sorts of sorts of experiments uh, we've done them for the last you know, seven, eight years over and over and over and over and over and over hundreds of times and seeing the same result happen. When you lower the things that the plant doesn't want, you create space for the plant to take what it does want. And there's, you know, there's, of course it gets way more complex than, than that. That's just kind of where you start. But as you lower those plant toxins, the plants, all of a sudden, the stress relief, it, it starts to re- respond visually And, you know, that visual response can take you anywhere from, holy cow, it just put off a new leaf to, from there all the way to, yeah, we transitioned, you know, you know, 15, 20 blocks, you know, a hundred acres plus each all to organic production, minimal pest pressure, you know, know, economic returns on par with any conventional, you know, any conventional or sorry, economic or uh, yields comparable to any conventional block relatively resistant to insect and disease organic status only organic inputs used like that's you know that's the progression you can start from there and get all the way to there um through nature's potential and that's why i say like nature's infinite just what can you do yeah yeah So
0: well i uh I'll be booking our next tickets to Italy here pretty soon because I, <laughs> I, I I think we uh, I think we need to see it work and I think it will work and I I really want to be there to see it work. You yeah, know, I mean, like, well, it's like you said. Let's get some things in place.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to go back. Um, you know, I really I really am inspired by, you know, like you could, you know, put put up a sort of great wall of sorts there um, agronomically if if it was successful, mm-hmm. um, and 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 show. Show people what's possible in a in a really
0: um polluted petri dish. Yeah. Yeah. And what what better, you know, what better way to um to not only sort of like uh incite positive change, but also just to like give people hope, man. You know, like I, I really I really do feel like the general trend and perspective in the world. Like I think you have to try hard to maintain hope. I think people have to steer clear of like what is being fed to us on a daily basis. Cause like that, that, that outcome looks bleak and that's not, that's not the reality. Like there, 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 there are ways for, to change things for the
1: better. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm a big believer in nature is always providing balance, right? Nature is always striving for balance. Like we see that in the plants, new leaf to old leaf, deep soil, shallow soil, et cetera. You know, like you always see these sorts of things. And so, you know, with just as many problems that we're experiencing as a species and then the all, the outcomes of those to, in other species i have to really have uh and and take some degree of um uh you know respect that there is the appropriate solutions out there mm-hmm. it's just how do we get them implemented how do we build networks and community um, that you know, connect the right people to the right solutions. Um, you know, when I look every day across you know LinkedIn or wherever, there's there's great things happening globally, but unfortunately, like a lot of them are just sort of languishing in a scientific, you know, you know, in the corner of a dark office or somewhere that's that's maybe being underfunded and like the the light is being shined upon solutions that maybe are you know flashy but don't necessarily like deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that in 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 ag tech for the last 15 years like people all oh, drones are going to be the thing and the, this is going to be the thing and that's going to be the thing and the latest in this and the latest in that and mm-hmm. oh this microbe is going to going to solve all the problems and it's like no nature solves the problems if we work with her mm-hmm. and so like let's use that as the fundamental approach and start there work our way backwards you know in in you know, in a give and take, not just take.
0: Yeah. I got one last question for you. All
1: right. Fair enough.
0: Is James agent actually crazy? (laughs) Uh,
1: No, James is one of the best, uh, crop input formulators that I've ever met, if not the best one. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and, He's done certain things with crop info formulation and uh, managing plant and uh, mineral extracts and mineral combinations and um, and putting those into formulations that are uh, pretty profound that that elicit plant response that can be uh, uh, definitely classified as revolutionary um, if used properly um, you know just like you wouldn't give a scalpel to your you know to a to my 3 year old or something like that you you really want to make sure you use him properly so um he's not crazy uh he's a brilliant uh formulator and I have uh, the utmost respect for his work yeah um, that he does um uh just uh you know to in to your point though uh he deals a lot with um people that are from um uh, communities that don't, that aren't affected by, uh, uh, like modern technology a lot. So like religious groups that don't have a lot of um, technology to access. Right. And so I think that drives them a little bit crazy. Like, oh, well, you know, you can call me at two, 2 PM on a Tuesday, but if you call it two Oh seven, like I'll be back down the road. Cause my, my horse and buggy only stops here once a week, you sure. know, that sort of thing um, to, to hit the phone. Um, and so i think that can cause some some challenges especially when you're you know he, he believes in everything that he's doing and 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 what we've done together has been profound um but the implementation can drive you crazy yeah uh if you stay emotionally engaged 100% 100% of the time yeah um because it's you know oftentimes as you've experienced there's timing issues there's application issues yeah. there's logistics there's weather there's you know that, 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 that could go wrong And we're constantly trying to, um, to work with the plant and help nature, like you know, heed those cries that nature's giving to us through data. Mm -hmm. And so, if we can do that, then everybody's happy because then then things move along. But when there's stuff in the way, or you know, the shipment doesn't show up on time, or whatever, it does. It can drive you a little bit crazy. I, 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 I would say that I've been driven a little bit crazy by some of those details over the years. Yeah,
0: yeah. The the only reason I asked you that is not to put you on blast or anything. I've through my conversations with James, he's taught me a lot. I've come to find James to be another really generational brilliant mind. For right? Sure. That that is not going to come around in in the next two, two to five lifetimes. And uh his podcast was a very controversial podcast sure. for us. Um yeah, he's, I, he's, I don't think people understand, you know, how fantastic and brilliant James Agent is, but I and I also don't think people really realize how much of a solution James Agent is. Like, th- that that, that guy is, uh, is... He's a
1: brilliant guy. He's, you know, he formulated, like, th- when I first met him, I mean, he had already formulated the Blue Gold Base product, which is a surfactant that has over 300 ingredients, like, that coexist peacefully and, you know, uh, in one jug, which, and they're all, you know, organic certified, right, which is, it's astounding.
0: And a surfactant allows what the elements yeah, to get into the plants? Better penetration into
1: cell, across cell membranes. Okay. So he um,
0: he he basically engineered the delivery mechanism, yeah, for the nutrition to get into the yeah, plants. Yeah, yeah, and and so that
1: you know, but the, it was you know a lot of people make surfactants from aloe or yucca or whatever. um There's you know different types of soaps or surfactants, right? Really, that's all it is. But to do it in the way that he did it was significantly different than most other people have even considered or or even to this day have even thought about right. or con- conceptualized and you know and using that as the fundamental building block behind you know all the inputs that they that they provide is is a uh, you know it's it's a it's interesting approach and we've we've seen it work um work really amazing things uh when you
0: guys have really piggybacked yeah, it's been a it's been a fantastic you've uh, helped him test the the functionality. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, he's yeah. helped he's helped provide the the a, a, a lot of really significant bullets in your chamber.
1: Well, for sure. Right? Yeah, foundational inputs that allow that allow the s- system to succeed. I mean, it's it's when you when you take the 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 you know, really strong, tight laboratory protocols that have been updated for you know, for the 21st century to kind of fill in the, some of the gaps that maybe have existed since the 70s. Then you add to that, you know, a strong data analytics platform that really takes that data and makes it come alive, and then layer on top of that, like, you know, next-generation cutting-edge crop inputs. I mean, it's a deadly combination,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, for, for you know, some of these problems. And that's I think that's that's why, you know, the impact is being felt in, in a variety of crops and,
0: and um, yeah, so... Thanks for uh, taking the time. Yeah, my I mean, pleasure. A always, dude, always fun sa- saving, yeah. saving the world. You stopped by Mariah on on uh, in route between uh, <laughs> one crop to another. But I, I appreciate you very much. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Thanks again for having me. It's always a pleasure. And uh, yeah, let's
0: uh, we'll see what comes next. Booking the next trip to Italy. Awesome. Right All right. There.
1: Thanks. Thanks.